3: Welcome back to the Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and this afternoon I'm delighted to be joined by Chris McElwain. We're here to talk about Saint Mirren nil, Celtic two. It's the Scottish Cup, and we're through. Um, some really good stuff to talk about here, Chris. Some, some concerns, I guess, as always. Uh, what did you make of that performance overall?
4: Uh look, I'll, I'll go with the positives first, right? It's a win. Um, you know, we're through in the cup, which in a one-off game,s you know, anything can happen. So I think couple of things that were really good you know we we built on our lead for the first time in what about two or three games so I think that that was a real positive um thought some of the play uh particularly when we had uh both Eda and Keogh on the pitch was great um I think we we stretched their defense um we had a couple of really good assists one one assist one kind of sort of second assist by by Palma um which I thought was great uh, you know I, I think our captain uh cracking game as well and you know what it's a clean sheet and and I would say again another really assured performance by Joe Hart I thought he's he really uh, last couple of games he's showing why he's still absolutely our best option in goal
3: No without a doubt um, and I think that my, my kind of frustration with this the goalkeeper scenario is um, he's got he's, he's coming for a load of stick you know you can see it in the comments you can see it on social media a of stick and I think that this season he has been effective in, in many, many games that, you know, it's easy to forget the St. Johnson save at the end where we're 2-1 up in McDermott Park. We've came out with the traps only at half-time after apparently Brendan gives them a rocket. Yeah. And it's his save that's the first touch of the move that ended up with us uh, winning the game 3-1. Um, there's been other moments and I think that uh, today was very good. He was excellent today and uh, CJ actually says man of the match and that's not a good sign uh, according to him. Joe Hart, man of the match. Well, there's, as I say, there were some really good performances, I, I felt. But um, I want to talk about the two goals, and then we'll talk about the change. The change in shape, 61 minutes in with the two substitutions. And I think the last half hour of the game is completely different as a result of that. Uh, yep. because, you know, up to that point, I think that what Brennan had changed was working. Carla McGregor was controlling the midfield. He had, he had a, a, a space in the midfield that sometimes he doesn't have when we're playing three in there. Kugel was dropping deep. He was dropping into um, kind of wider areas. He was getting more involved in the in the game. And I felt that if you're going to make a change at 61 minutes, make it a personnel change. Don't make it a shape change. But we went back to what we've been doing and what has been giving us a lack of um, you know, entertainment. But also, for me, you look at that 61 minutes in, Um, I'm looking at the the next chance that we get, right? It's 80 minutes, 80 minutes after that. And that was when Yang, I I, I felt he carried the ball really, really well from a defensive area, right up the wing. He probably should have looked up to Kuhn and and the the, the move broke down. That that was it. So from, from 61 minutes to 80 minutes, nothing, nothing was actually created. And I think we're waiting probably till... Uh, another five or six minutes after that before Jan creates another chance. Yep. And I think that speaks volumes. Um, you know, the other style, it's so easy to play against, it's predictable. And by the way, I thought we defended, you know, over, over the PCA, Hart played well, you've got to also say see scales seem to keep that defence together. He's the guy that kind of pulled it all together. Loads yep. of defensive headers, loads of tackles, throwing his body in front of Gogic in the second half as well. But we seem to lack a bit of spark after the the... Uh, substitutions were made in 61 minutes Chris
4: yeah uh, I mean I, I was very surprised that he, I, I thought he maybe if he was going to take Ida off he'd have put War on and just kept the, the same shape um, I think you know taking palm off made sense because he'd been booked um, and you know he did contribute pretty well so I thought it was a good opportunity for Yang to come on uh, you know Kuhn came on made, made sense as well but changing that system right bringing Bernardo in. this is not a dig of Bernardo but bringing on that more traditional centre midfielder and taking off Kyogo for me was playing in that pocket of space between the midfield and the uh, you know in the attack, and he was he, he was giving the defenders a problem. His movement, his agility, his, uh, you know his intelligence, and that for me meant that Saint Marin weren't quite as keen on committing forward. But once you take him out of the equation, you've got uh, you've got O up there who's isolated, and uh, Kyogo initially, and then O up there is isolated, and suddenly Saint Marin you know like, that's easy to deal with. So they're pressing more men forward. And our midfield's not handling it. I felt watching that when Bernardo came on that our two-man midfield suddenly looked like a man short. (laughs) Weirdly enough, even though we'd certainly had an extra man in midfield. And I have to say, as a Celtic fan, is it a sign that the manager's under pressure? That he looks like he wants to hold a two-goal lead rather than speculate and go and try and get a third or a fourth? Um, That tells me that the man's under under a bit of pressure and he's playing it safe. Um, And I, I, I honestly... I don't want to see that from a Celtic manager or a Celtic team. When we're too up. I want us to go on and get the third, get the fourth, get the fifth. That's what I want to see as a fan. I know it's not always realistic, um, but that's what I want to see. And I thought that was a really safe, unambitious system change, which actually, as you, you've said, didn't really yield any positive rewards. Uh, a couple of chances towards the end of the game when things were getting stretched, but that that was it.
3: Yep, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I'm not here to, to look for a negative because we've won the game 2-0. It was fairly comfortable. I think St Mirren played their part. They came out. They actually tried to attack us. We helped them a fair bit by giving away silly free kicks and loads of corner uh, kicks. Um, and then it's down to maybe talking about, obviously we gave Brennan Rogers credit for changing it, talking about going back to the, the tried and tested to, to see the last half hour out. Um, fair enough with 10 minutes to go maybe, but I, I, I did feel though so there was still more to, to take from the game. Um We'd, we created a few decent chances. I think there's a few questions over personnel in that, you know, Ida wasn't phenomenal today. He had a really, really good chance. Uh, and, and you know what? I'm listening to the commentary think, Oh, he's on this stretch. Like, You've got to burst the net there. That, that has got to be put away. Um, and I think Palma, for even the, the fact that he had a good assist in the first half, he, he did, credit to him for the Kyogos goal, Um Yang came on and just looks a wee bit more direct He looks like he's willing to take on a man uh, He still looks raw Yang still looks was, raw yeah. But um, because, you know, as I say He had an opportunity to open it right up By playing in Kuhn But there are still question marks about What's your best 11 At, at this stage of the season, Chris?
4: I know, I, I think that I, look, I, You know, Yang for me, he's a bit of a frustrating player You know, because you can see the ability I mean, he takes two men out of the game You know, just one move, one shimmy, absolutely brilliant. And then are like, OK, come on, move it and you know, pass it across. <laughs> and, and, and he runs and, he, and the move breaks down. It's just it's that end product is not there. Um, and, he, and he is, I think raw is the best way to describe him. And I, I think also, you know, but these are good guys to bring on when you're coming up against a tired defence. You know, I mean, we kept the same system. You bring Yang on and those defenders are tired and Keogh was still stretching them and, you know, always maybe having a bit more mobility whatever he's got a good chance to get some more space but when you you take out that that you know second attacker the defenders have got an easier job. You know, why are we making their job easier? You know, make it harder. They're under pressure. So I found I found that a bit frustrating. But yeah, there is there's definitely questions over the recruitment. I think, you know, we've got some areas where we can't change. Defence in particular, you know, Burnaby again, I think, you know, a really well runner today, put himself about, put himself in there. But by God, the boy's got a first touch like an elephant and he, I don't i don't think he could trap a bag of sand. I really don't. I mean, the amount of passes, it just bounced off him and uh, and he lost and, you know, going with two feet is never a good idea just outside your box. I thought that was a bit of a, a crazy move could have, could have punished us. So, but we're forced to play him at the moment because we simply have no alternative. You know, we don't even have a, 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 you know, a, a reasonably tried and tested young player to come through at the moment uh, due to injury. So um, we're a bit stuck there. I think you know Tony at the other side did a did a pretty good job. He did a, he did what I expect to see. He's almost like he's turning into the James Milner of, of Celtic a little bit. He's a he's a seven out of ten, seven and a half out of ten every time you see him play. And I, you know what that works for me. I don't I don't mind that. And he still got up and got a few crosses in. So good, good on him. I think he's a I think he's a great uh, a great player to have in the squad if if not uh, necessarily the first team. But yeah, there are question marks to be asked. Bernardo not a £6 million sign at the end of the season for me at the moment really needs to do something between now and the end of the season to get to, to make that look like a, a smart piece of business um, just now.
3: Listen, I think there's a few points to pull from that. Uh, the first one, I'm going to bring up some comments. How do you feel Burnaby played? Let us know in the comments section. Um, overall, how do you feel we performed as a team? Was it a mistake to make the changes so soon? Let us know all of these things and more. Uh, Bernardo had a, a wee spell before the break, I think, where people were talking about well, how much can we sign this guy for. Um, but I think since we've come back, he's, he's reverted back to the Bernardo we had seen in dispatches prior to that wee run. Um, at the back, should Welsh be getting the game over Novroski? I think is is a debate to be had. What, what's uh, Welsh bringing to the to the party? Um, also, just looking on the bench there today, I'm, I'm a massive advocate for having guys like Vata and Kelly on the bench. Um, Forrest completely dropped out we never spoke about that before the game but Forrest completely dropped out the squad Um, obviously we had Kuhn and Yang on there on the wings as well what's your thoughts let us know we want to bring as many of those into play as possible Pete very very good result uh, with so many players missing we do important players um, you know mainly for me Carter Vickers and Hatati they two guys make a massive difference and would make a difference to any team in Scotland Uh, Boggy Bob Clean sheet, never in doubt, just win Celtic, job done. Listen, if we do that every week, I'm happy, right? Um, And we can try and fine-tune it as we go. Joseph McGonagall, good defensive display, interesting. That St Mirren came onto their game after the formation change. I think they got more space. They came into it because of that, uh, Joseph. And surely Brendan can see it. Surely he can see it, just like all of us. Celt 88, your dad watches Celtic win 2-1 away and still shouts out the manager. (laughs) Um, possibly uh, Whiskey Tangle Foxtrot uh, yeah uh, absolutely Whiskey Tangle Foxtrot Yang looks really bright he has something a tough game but into the heart for the next round uh, of course we've still got Airdrie versus Hearts isn't it the, the final game yeah. uh, before it goes into the actual draw uh, Danny Boy that is a very good cup tie not a great performance but St Mirren made a really good game of it I think that's true enough they opened up and uh, they had a few chances But when you're talking about uh, Burnaby, I'm going to start off with him because I've not been a massive fan. I've got to admit, I've not been a massive fan. I I keep saying to uh, Palmer, a lot of it's down to discipline and that's discipline of your defensive duties. It's discipline, obviously, with the diving aspect of it. And I think that some of that keeps into Burnaby's play. Um, I remember... The game where it was never a penalty, but he gets penalised for a penalty when the ball's behind him. You can't see what's happening. There's a flailing arm. The ball hits it. Never a penalty in a million years. But what happened is he lost it. He lost the plot um, and he had to get hooked. I, I think he got hooked at time, Chris, because yeah. he didn't have the discipline to tune in back into the game, put yeah. that behind him and move on. And I think it's one of the most difficult things that you can instil in a player yeah. because it- it's up here. And that stamp, I mean, he'd absolutely skinned the boy, not Meg, lovely wee bit of skill. But the stamp could have been a lot worse. You know, you, you don't go in both feet off the ground, both feet coming down like that. And um, he probably for me he was unlucky because we should have had the free kick for previous. Yeah. But you don't you don't follow up with that and that that's what worries me about. Again, I'm gonna talk about discipline of your positional. Um, ability to, to understand. You know where St. Men were, were eventually called offside at the back post? The boy had an, an absolute nightmare. You watch that back again, he's in acres of space, acres of space, and Burnaby doesn't even look over his shoulder. So I've got a bit of a concern at the moment down the left uh, because you've got Burnaby and you've got Palmer. Palmer comes off, Jan comes on, and as much as you know, he, he looks as though he's got something, he's got this raw ability to take on a player and he needs to be refined, and there's a lot of work to be done there. At the moment, I'm concerned down the left-hand side. Uh, on the right, Ralston, as you say, gives you what you expect, and then you've got Maeda. Maeda's like a hitman. He scores the goal, doesn't even break a smile. You know no, what I mean? Don't. That was yeah. unbelievable. But that, that's my concern at the moment. So as soon as Taylor can come back, the better, because it fills part yeah. of that issue. Still not convinced on the left wing, though, uh, Chris. I don't really know no, where I- we are with the left wing.
4: I'm the same. Um, I think the problem is is that you know no Yang is bought for potential right. He's, he's this project sign in is is you know one of the one of the ugly words we don't like using. But the problem is is that we're not in a position in the league to be bedding these guys in and giving them time to, to develop their finished product. We need guys in that can actually make a meaningful difference over the course of every 90 minutes we've got to play between now and the end of the season. We've got everything to play for and we've got everything to lose. We need guys in who are dependable. Who are absolutely should be first picks on the, on the team sheet every week. You don't want to see a different left winger or right winger in there uh, each week. I agree with you on My era is a proven uh, thing. Still frustrates the hell out. Maybe he's crossing sometimes, where he you know he sometimes puts him out the stadium. Yeah, but he gives you a lot more than just that that element in his game. So you can kind of forgive that. You can kind of cover off on that on the left side. I mean, Palma, yeah, he's involved in both goals today. One a really direct assist, another one, you know, I think he put the ball into O'Reilly, which then came off the bar to to Maeda. But but there's elements of his game that worry me. Um, Again, discipline you spoke about, you know, the die, he's got himself booked needlessly. An ability to get past a player um, and definitely doesn't do that defensive job that Maeda does on the other side. And and that's when you've got a frailty in in Burnaby with these kind of... You know, bit reckless, bit of the, the old bomb scare about him. You know, and and I'm not condemning him. You know, I think he did some stuff good today, but you know, still elements that, that cause concern. You need someone that can come in and, and and give him a bit of support, and I don't think, I don't think Palmer does that. Um, so yeah, that left hand side is a real concern. Um, and uh, when you're playing, you know, an untried or a relatively, uh, you know, untested central defensive pairing, you know. They've got enough to worry about without having to cover, you know, an absent left back, you know, or an absent left side. So, yeah, we we really need to find a solution for that left hand side.
3: Yeah, but do. I mean, Taylor coming back obviously is a player I missed when I was talking about uh, the, the the injuries to Kata Vickers and Atati. Taylor's a massively important player, um, but it's been the the story of our season, you know, stop start where a lot of people getting injured, coming back for a few games out again, and it means that our defence hasn't been settled, but. When you're looking at the central defensive partnership um, and the players that we've got available right now, uh, obviously you've got the two guys that started today in skills and Welsh. You've got Navroski on the bench. You've got Lagerbelt completely out of favour, even though we blocked the move to Lecce. Um, he was already half-checked out by speaking to the Italian press. You've got Kobayashi, the invisible man. Who knows what's going on there? Um, so... You really are playing between at the moment Scales Welsh and Novroski. Has, has Novroski done that much wrong, not to be getting a start?
4: No, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, okay, the the, the Miowski goal for the for Aberdeen. I mean, I think there was a there was an element of great play by Miowski. I don't think he put that solely on on uh, you know on Rocky himself. I think uh, you know he was a bit let down again by our, our left back being so out of position and, and not having a cover. Um, so no, I, I, but. You know, we're not seeing what's going on in training. You know, I, I think Welsh comes in. I don't think Welsh does a huge amount wrong either. I mean, I thought that centre back pairing today were under a lot of pressure. There was a lot of corners, a lot of free kicks, a lot of set-piece delivery into our box. And do you know what? For the most part, they, they dealt with it. You know, they really did. Um, and Joe Hart obviously played a played a huge part in that. But yeah, I'm struggling to, to see. I mean, Carter Vickers comes back. If he comes back fat, you think he goes right into the, into the defence. I don't think he drops scales. So who's your third choice centre-back between Welsh and Navrozhki? I I couldn't pick between them at the moment. I don't think either of them have done enough wrong to be totally out of, out of favour. At the same time, I, I, given the money was spent on Navrozhki, I could maybe say I'd expect a wee bit more from him, um, and, and we've not really seen it. But... Again, he's been kind of in and out of the team. You know, he's a long injury layoff. He's in and out of the team. He's working with a, a guy who himself is, you know, what, six months into his Celtic career, realistically, because he's, this is his first time he's played for the, the first team on a, a consistent basis um, in scales. So, you know, we, we don't have that consistent defensive partnership at, at any point this season. You know, it's just been chopping and change so much. So, yeah, I, I don't think anyone's... M- completely out of favour other than Lagerbeilk at the moment which I find I as bizarre as you do but between Welsh and Navrotsky
2: At
4: LuckyLandslots.com
1: Available to players in the US, excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.
4: Other than the price tag for Novroski, I don't know what puts him ahead of, ahead of Welsh just now.
3: No, I know. It, it's, it is a difficult one because it is that lack of quality, that word that's been used and overused so often this season. Um, Paddy Burns asks, how did Friday go? Uh, was it all good And Padrick? Fitzpatrick also asks how did I get on at Belfast so I'm going to break away for a wee second just to thank a few people Um, that was a phenomenal trip over to Belfast Um, I mean you can imagine as a Celtic fan right? spending a journey from obviously for Stranraer over there but the drive up to Stranraer as well with Jackie McNamara and Simon Dornley I mean God almighty it's just like you're a sponge you're sitting there (laughs) chilling with these two guys but you've paid to watch Um, And then we get over there and we we meet up with Tommy Johnston, another XL, and we we catch up with Tommy as well. Uh, But I've just got to say that the actual venue, um, the Glen Park Ballroom, uh, it it was the kind of launch night. And it's Mark Smith and his partner, Katrina. And they were phenomenal. They they put on a really, really good night. Um, The entertainment, believe it or not, uh, pre-event, was Matt O'Reilly. But this Matt O'Reilly's got curly hair, a beard and a guitar. <laughs> uh, so check him out because he was tremendous. He was absolutely brilliant. He got us right up for it. Um and, and the staff and everything were great. But what really hit me was the fact that uh, so many people, like Paddy Lavery, for example, you'll see him popping up in the the uh, comment section. And and Paddy and the Boys Fiardoing, they, they they had raised the dope cash for Wee Jamie Tierney. And they came up to me during the night and, and handed over this cash, which will go directly to Jamie's dad. Um, you know, people like that, that you, you think, Chris, you know, this is a stream and we can air our, invent our, our fury and all this kind of stuff. But at the heart of what we do is this community that's been built. Um, and it wasn't even built by design, it just almost happened by chance during the pandemic and we kept the thing running. And then you think, well, what can we do that's good? And that, that's exactly what it is. You know, people like Paddy, um, people like uh, Frankie Kane, who came up and did exactly the same and, and donated, and, and there's, there was others as well. So I just think that it, it's, we feel absolutely blessed on nights like that. You're among Celtic fans anyway, which is great. No better feeling. Um, but then you realise again, and, and it's, you know, um, people that are part of this community that's been built up online, Yeah, Coming together for a night Big Yogi was there as well John Hughes came in and mingled and got involved And that's what I took from it So we will be back, absolutely 100% we will be back And we will be setting up other events Because it's all about getting together We're like-minded People with the same state of mind And having a cracking night And it was a cracking night And after it, because I am a select da I jumped in the car and went back to the B&B So I didn't go to, you know after hours or whatever. Um, I'm kind of past that, I think. But thank you for getting involved every single one of you. And if there's anybody I've forgotten, I will mention you tomorrow on the bulletin uh, as well. Barry O'Sullivan. Uh, we've not had too much to cheer about lately. So a positive team performance. However, we lack real quality in key areas. And what we try to do there, um, and again, I'm not going to turn this into a, a, a recruitment analysis, but during the January window, because you were getting the impression that... There was going to be less business done because Brendan wasn't um, coming at the end, if you like, of the transfer business, a lot of which people will point out, yeah, but he was in the building two months before we signed X, Y and Z. A lot of the deals had already been set up in the summer, right? Brendan claimed them. He claimed them again at the AGM. Um, And I think that you got the sense this time round that, you know, it was going to be more of a Brendan Rodgers transfer window. It was going to be more about quality. We brought two guys in, and Ida and Kuhn. I think time will tell. We've got to gauge them over the second half of the season, over the next 13 league games. Um, and we've had a wee bit of a mixed bag, I think, because Kuhn started one game. He's come on for a couple of subs appearances. Um, Ida has started two games. He's come on for one sub appearance. He wasn't really involved today, but he probably should have scored, I think. I'm not going to give him a hard time. I'm not going to give them a half-time. And it was all about bolstering what we already had, bringing back the people who were injured, Chris, and then building on it in the second half of the season. But I think my biggest takeaway from today's game is we can change the shape and be more dominant and create more space and more chances, rather than sticking rigidly to the shape that we moved back to for the last 30
4: minutes. Yeah, I think that there's evidence to support that, right? I mean, I think... Um... The You know, for odd for minutes today, I thought we were the dominant team. I think, you know, we weren't perfect. And I think we've got to remember any change of system, particularly the first time you do it, it's going to take time for that to bed in for players to get familiar with it. So, um, you know, it's not, unless this is something we've been working on the training pitch all, all year, which I don't believe is the case, then you'd expect uh, that there'd be some early, you know, kind of early jitters around. it. But, but I thought today there was enough evidence to show that that change of shape was a positive move. Um, and I think he yielded some really positive results. Look, Ida's just in the door. Um, he's already shown his mental strength. We scored two penalties uh the last match. Today, I thought he put himself about well. I liked, uh, there was evidence of his, his physicality. You know, he was holding players off. He was turning players, you know, pretty well. Again, maybe not getting the most service, something we, we, we've, you know, leveled uh, with Cole, uh, Kyogo as well. You know, not enough service coming his way. But I think what he did do today is he tied up the defenders and he released Kyogo to an extent, whereas Kyogo had more influence today than what I've seen in the last few games, and that's a positive. Um, I thought when the two of them were playing together, I thought our wingers had more time and more space uh, and consequently got a couple of decent crosses in, um, two of which resulted in in, in goals. Um, And our midfield looked under less pressure uh, as well. I felt as though Callum McGregor had a lot more time to influence the game I thought he'd get a, a great first half Matt O'Reilly was kind of off it today I, I'll be honest I think he didn't have one of his best games and he's been struggling the last couple of games but how, you know, his quality has been there for all we see in prior matches and I think he'll he'll, he'll hopefully step it up and come back um, to form but yeah plenty of evidence for me to show that we can change this formation and, and get some positive results um, so I'm, I'm all for it going forward I hope, I hope it's not a one-off for a cup game I hope he sticks to it going forward
3: one of the things we were talking about uh, over the weekend, uh, not to name drop, ladies and gents, sp- honestly, because when I'm in the presence of Celtic players, I'm like a, a wee boy, right? But they were talking about uh, some of the, the goals that came up, some of the goals we were talking about. Obviously, the stopping the 10th stop season, there's some famous games and goals in that. And um, you're looking at things like the 2 nothing game against Rangers. And it was just that incessant attack, 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 right? That That is what it was. Now, I know you can't go gung-ho, all the time. But I think if you do have enough of this quality that we keep battering on about, you can go toe-to-toe with any team in Scotland and beat them. We do have the quality. And I mean, I, th- I think sometimes players look as though they're playing within themselves, within that rigid system, and it's about getting the shackles off. So Kyogo, for me, the shackles have to come off. I've never doubted his quality as a football player. I will always go back to the fact that the only reason we are where we are in the league is because of him in the two Rangers games, Right. He also scored a couple in the Champions League. I think the quality is not a question I would even entertain. It comes down to the fact that we are not producing the football that suits him. And it's the tempo. So as soon as something you know breaks, he is thinking three you know steps ahead of just about everybody else on the park. He's making the move. The ball's not coming. And the, the ball's not coming because by the time it gets out to the, the people who are going to release him, right, it's been so slow... And, like in the, the halftime uh, bulletin, 20 passes instead of three, that everybody else is regrouped. And I think we've we just seen little flashes of it in that first 60 minutes. It wasn't perfect. But little flashes of it. And there's nothing wrong with, with mixing it up when you do have the, a much better quality of team as well. So thanks, everybody, for getting involved. Now, the Kurgan reckons that heart skills and McGregor all get past marks today I would agree with that it's particularly in the first hour McGregor controlled the game he yeah. bossed the game he orchestrated the, the tempo of it when we move to a three I think there's a, there's an issue look Matt O'Reilly I think is phenomenal for Celtic he has been an unbelievable player this season right um, and because he, he sets his bar there anything less than that you notice it right but there's one thing he's not blessed with and that's pace no. Matt O'Reilly is not blessed with pace Bernardo is not blessed with pace. So I think that if you're playing with a three and two of them have got that kind of lack of energy and, and tempo, if you like, it definitely shows. If if your extra body is Kyogo, who's dropping in from up top and dropping deep and picking the ball up, then the the change has been absolutely evident in the first 61 minutes of the game today. Brendan will have seen it. The data analysis guys will see it. Hopefully, the management team around about him can see it and we do it far more often I think about playing at home Chris you know against a really poor side in Ross County a team that M- in Motherwell absolutely obliterated 5 nothing, right and Motherwell went out to championship opposition in the cup so Ross County are not a good side hence the reason they're about to have their third manager of the season why on earth play that turgid system oh. and, and play the ball in the horseshoe left and right left and right and take 20 passes when three will do Attack, attack, attack. And I I think at home, we can do it far, far more often. And if you've got Kilgo getting more involved, we will create space, we'll create chances, we'll score more goals. David Brennan, thanks for supporting the channel. It's always uh, an absolute pleasure to see people doing that. I'm predicting Rangers versus Morton and Kilmarnock versus Celtic for the next round. Either way, definitely home for them and away for us. We will see soon enough tonight. I'm guessing it's after the Airdrie Hearts game they're going to be making... The, the next round draw as well now Barry O'Sullivan we've not had too much to cheer about lately so a positive team performance I've already said this Barry I thought I'll thought i bring it back up because it was positive um, David Boyle it's clear when we reverted back to midfield three there you go the team slowed maybe I just nicked David's point O'Reilly yeah. and Bernardo is just another O'Reilly and Tumble no pace so we only have the luxury of one in the team for me And no you're right I think it's huge pace in the current game um, in, in this age Chris is huge and if You know, if you don't do it, it it really... These teams that defend against us at Celtic Park um, are not great teams. They're not great football teams, but all week they are working on defensive shape. And then we make it so much easier for them to play against us. And that's been one of the biggest issues. Now, Burnaby, here we go. He's got a bit of stick, so when he's going to get something positive, I'll bring it up. Burnaby played well, says opinionated Quaswegian OG. Are you the OG? Uh, CBs were solid. Yang and Kuhn looked good. Kyogo scored uh, all good. I would say that although Maeda has got that in him, Chris, to, to do the, the the difficult bit so, so well and then cross the ball into Rosette. He, I've said it before. He's the only guy I've seen who's hit the Green Brigade with a shot. <laughs> Maeda, right, I would still play him every week.
4: Yeah, I think he's got more in his locker, and I think that's what's important, right? I mean, yeah, he's a frustrating guy uh, to watch sometimes with the end product, because you think, like, you know, just just swing it in low and fast, you know, whip it into the box and there's, there's a goal. Or, or drive it in yourself, you know, you've got the pace and he's definitely got the, the ability. But whether it's a pace that just acts to his detriment when it comes to crossing, because he's just going too fast that he can't direct it, or, you know, he just, just can't get his foot around it properly, I'm not sure. It's funny because I'd made a point. uh I made a point one of my mates earlier. I said, "You see if you could just combine Palma and Maya and just turn them into a hybrid." Know. You know, you'd, you'd have you'd have a perfect winger, right? You'd have a guy who's got great delivery, great ability, but he's also got the pace and he's got the drive and he's got the work rate. You, you've got you've got your perfect winger. You've got your Jota, right? <laughs> almost right. You've got your Jota. Um, but I think, yeah, it, it's it's something I'm almost willing to put up with because he does chip in with the, the, the occasional goal. He does get good few assists and he, and he brings a lot from a defensive standpoint and support the right-hand side. And I, I think I think he brings more than you would criticise. Um, I think he brings more positives than, than you would criticise uh, of him. And I think, look, he's still a player, what is era now, 25, 26, um, maybe even a little bit older. But he's still got a couple of years where he can still refine that, that, that side of his game. So yeah, I would play him every single week. Um, and I think, you know, On the other side, I mentioned Palma there. Palma's got some brilliant attributes as a winger. I mean, his his delivery is great. It really is. We know he's got a a, a rocket and a shot on him. Um, And, you know, so he's obviously got some ability. And I've seen him use his skill on the ball to take players on. But that pace element is not there. That pace element is not there. Even if he can get past a player the player can stay with him. So, you know, whereas with Maeda, Maeda can break break away and, and get any space. And I think that's the big weakness with, with Palma. Jan came on today, um, and I thought, you know, good ambition, driving forward, good good ability on the ball, but yeah, just just that element of raw. You're you kinda like, you know, look up, just just pick your pick your player. Two years I think he'll be he'll be potentially a top player if he gets the opportunity. Um uh, but yeah we we are lacking we're lacking that Proper, absolute, polished winger uh, at the moment. You know we, we've got issues. In fact, we've got issues across the across the team in that regard. But
3: I've I've not heard any update on the Abada. Um,
4: no, I, I checked at time and I couldn't yeah I couldn't do anything uh, on it. Missing
3: so. from the squad. Um, sure. I'm going to I'm going to put it out there. Then I think uh, you you play Maeda on the left. You play Maeda on the left, right, and uh, Palmer on the right. And and the reason I say that is Maeda gives you that insurance with regards to the defensive. Kind of qualities that we need to back up Burnaby and on the right hand side, um, he's got a bit of a he has got a bit of a wound, has Palma on the right on the right foot, which is maybe why he doesn't like going on the outside to cross the ball in on his left foot. Yep. So, you know what, use your right foot, hit yep. the byline, overlap, yep. let Ralston overlap you as well. Um, and you might see a difference there, more of a balance, I think, Chris, more of a balance if they switched wings. And it's something that you see in game quite a lot. But I would like to see Mather starting on the left, Palmer on the right. A few comments before we wrap it. And we've got Jean-Paul second. I um, thought Bernabe gave it everything today. I, uh, there's no doubt in that side of things, I think, yeah, the application. I think we just need a bit more discipline uh, with the positional um, element of that. I think the stamp could have been a lot worse than it was. Uh, the frustration creeps into his game um, as well. Joe Fulham. We keep winning, cracking Celtic badge in your avatar, by the way, um, and that's the main thing. It is because if we keep doing that, as Feed the Bear says, good support for the channel. Feed the Bear, the double is on on the hoops. Uh, Jamie Young, big shout out to Parry Lavery, the guy. Honestly, if you get an opportunity to meet him, phenomenal. Uh, Paddy gave me a wee gift to go home and everything. Honestly, that Ardoin boys phenomenal. The DJ of choice. Uh, we need to stop letting teams get down the wings and cross the ball, and happens far too much. You're right, and I'll tell you something, if we do get through this season having won the double, you know we can just wave Joe Hart away into the distance as a hero, right? Because we know he's had his detractors, we know that he's not the perfect goalie, but I'll tell you something, with the saves that he's making and, and, and the fact that we're up against it with a lot of these crosses because we're not great at defending them, if we pull a double out of the bag this season, Chris, and he's managed a double, a treble and a double, We'll look back on the time that Joe Hart spent at Celtic very, very fondly indeed. Tony Cassidy, watch this space is all I'm saying, my friend, because we are planning a wee trip over to Ireland where we might get a few a few different uh, venues and a few different guests over there as well. Jungle Lion, we are coming soon. That's all I can say at the moment. But we are coming soon. Thank you, everybody. It's been a 1,000 strong after the game, 1,100 strong at halftime. Um, we we really do appreciate your support every single one of us thank you all for getting involved Um, like, subscribe to the channel give us a big thumbs up um, hit the notifications bell loads coming your way and um, a really interesting project was getting spoken about over the weekend and hopefully that will arrive on your channel as well all that's left for me to say once again Chris McElwain, an absolute pleasure thank you for joining me on a Celtic statement.